0: After your first, life is never the same. The same can be said about me watching this movie. My life will never be the same ever again after watching after. Guys, welcome to the Mess of Midnight Podcast, the show that's looking for love in all the wrong places, mainly being the clearance section at Walmart and Denny's at three AM. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the man who, if he were a one direction member, he would be Lewis Tomlinson. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody.
1: I I literally know Harry Styles, Niall, and Zane. I don't know who this man is. I don't know if that's offensive or not. So I'll say I okay. You are you're one of them. You're one of them. You're you're si- you're the si- you're Simon Cowell on The X Factor or whatever program picked them up.
0: Yeah, no, I think, I believe uh, the One One Direction member you are missing is uh, Liam Payne. Sure. <laughs> you, I'm going to be so real with you. You
1: could literally pick generic British white guy name, and I probably told me that they were in One Direction. It's kind of like the same thing with the Chainsmokers, where it's any two white guys. <laughs> you can tell me where the Chainsmokers.
0: <laughs> well, guys, today... We are talking about the 2019 romantic drama After, starring Lord Voldemort's actual nephew and Josephine Langford, who's pretty much only just been in this movie. And it's about good girl Tessa going off to college and falling in love with bad boy Hardin Scott. <sighs> Guys, I found this movie absolutely fascinating. But before we get there, Mike. What did you think of this movie?
1: I want... Okay, so, all right. Personal opinions, this movie is very bad. But the thing about this movie is, is I love the way you set this up, Max. Because this isn't your standard bad movie where we go, ha ha ha. How stupid is this? This is the kind of bad movie that I want to watch again and understand more about. I want to sit a person down, like a person who enjoyed this movie, I want to sit them down and ask them a series of grilling questions. I am so, this movie is so fascinating.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like part of this, part of the fascination is just the characters suck, the writing sucks sucks the interplay sucks and like but what's even more fascinating is like the behind the scenes of how this movie like got made specifically going even way before this movie was even like thought of so let's go ahead and get this big point out of the way after is based off of a book which started out as a One Direction fan fiction written on Wattpad. Mike, I want to stop here. What are your thoughts on that before I go into the details?
1: You know what? I got to say, I got to say, is it, it, did I miss the train in Hollywood where people who were making the romance movies just... Started like just raiding Wattpad and fanfiction.net. Cause like what's her name for 50 Shades of Grey? Did it? Mm-hmm. We have we have after. Like, I'm just waiting for just like the Winnie the Pooh ex Sephiroth from Final Fantasy fanfiction <laughs> to come and turn into a real fucking movie at this point. Because it feels like there's just the kitchen sink.
0: You know, I think the Sephiroth Roth and Winnie the Pooh fan fiction that might not be real, but if you look that up and type Rule Thirty Four, you might find something.
1: Uh, no, no, no. Unfortunately, that's real.
0: Are, are you shitting me?
1: <laughs> I'm dead serious, bud. I I got that was I I I saw that on freaking uh uh Reddit at one point. That is a real thing. That is a real thing.
0: I'm not I, I I don't know what's more horrifying fan fiction based off of fictional characters or fan fiction based off of like actual people like this One Direction fan fiction this- I, both are like horrifying just in different ways <laughs>
1: I got to say, I think it's the real people one because imagine if the real person hears about it and you're not going to go, you're not going to go, what a flattering thing. The person's a big fan, obviously. You're going to go like, oh, that's, oh, that's gross. That's gross. I want no part of that. A hundred percent. Nope. Nope. That's weird.
0: So, so getting back to after. So let's go back. Author Anna Todd was in her early twenties and was working at like doing, like, doing two jobs at a Waffle House and the makeup counter at Ulta. And in 2013, she found punk edits of One Direction, which basically means someone opened up Photoshop, gave Harry Styles a shit ton of tattoos and piercings, and then post these pictures on Instagram and then leave little stories underneath the, uh, in the uh, caption of the Instagram post. And then eventually after that, she discovered Wattpad and longer form fan fiction, and she would end up writing a One Direction fan fiction, and would post two every day, sometimes two to three uh, two to three chapters at a time, and it would get millions of reads and end up getting her a publishing deal in the mid six figures. And before we go any further, I want to I want to say at the end of the day, good for Anna Todd, the person. Like she took this thing. That was a hobby and it ended up getting traction and now she has income for the rest of her life and it's changed her family's life. I have absolutely no (laughs) ill wishes towards her as a person. I hope she's living the best life and hope the people involved with this movie are living their best life, but (laughs) I'll let you go, Mike. Uh
1: I, I'm st- I absolutely absolutely this must be prefaced with nothing but the highest of fucking props she got the bag off of a hobby which is like I feel like everyone's goal in life mm-hmm. oh, like yeah. getting 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 paid for just chilling out and doing your thing like Honest to God, best, best wishes to her and best wishes to the people who acted in this movie because, God, they need some best wishes. That, I'm going to be honest. It's, that being said, it's got to be weird when you're making fan fiction <laughs> based off of punk edits of people and then just penguin publishing comes strolling through your door going how would you like to have your entire life changed so that more people can learn about what happens between Harry Styles and Zane <laughs> you're like
0: all right and it's and it's also really like interesting too cuz like everyone fucking dunks on 50 shades of gray like that was a thing for a very long time I don't really remember anyone ever talking about this movie until literally, I shit you not, like a couple of days ago when me and Mike were recording, we were trying to figure out what to do next. And my girlfriend uh, walked by where we were recording and said, Oh, you, you guys should do after. And we asked what it was and she explained it. And we're like, You son of a bitch, I'm in. And I don't know, it's like not talked about as much as like Fifty Shades of Grey is.
1: My, my favorite thing is I went to my girlfriend afterwards and she was like, Oh, what are you guys going to record? And I went, Oh, we're going to do uh, this movie. It's like a one direction fan fiction called after. And she goes, uh, I know of it. I know it well. We, we in the One Direction fandom know that it, the rumblings of it, and I was like, "Damn, there are rumblings!" <laughs> like it's just it's oft taught of in like hu- in like hushed
0: whispers. Well, and it's like okay, so you know, like the One Direction—they uh, call themselves the Directioners. Apparently, the fans of After call themselves Afternators, which is just <laughs> great. It's amazing. That is. Honestly, that's
1: actually fantastic. I love that afternators. It's how many times do you just how how many act like abbreviations or like terminology do you have to get to or fall down until you go? Yeah, you know we're just going to be called fans of after, not afternators or directioners.
0: Okay, now let's let's get back to talking about uh, after the movie. This has all the tropes you'd expect. The characters. Are so stereotypically written, and they're all based off of One Direction members. You know, Harden is Harry's based off of Harry Styles, Zed is based off of Zayn, Landon's based off of Liam, etc., etc. The writing and character choices in this movie are so dumb. Even the cinematography feels very flat and uninteresting. The acting is soap opera levels of cheesy, and about the only good thing I can say about the acting is that Josephine Langford, the actress that plays Tessa, has a really good American accent being from Australia. So good for her.
1: Damn, good for her. Like, I didn't even know that. Like, that's impressive. Right? I like, Damn, good on her. That's like, really it, good.
0: Like, he, she fucking fooled me. I had to fucking look that shit up. And uh, yeah, no yeah. one in this movie is a good person. And I'm just going to, oh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Except, oh, except for just, maybe Landon, except for maybe Landon. He does, but he doesn't do anything.
1: Landon. Okay. I gotta say, oh yeah. Yeah. Landon is Landon's the only person, only character in the entirety of this movie that does something that, that doesn't do things objectively wrong, either mm-hmm. morally or factually. Like, Landon's just there doing his thing, and everyone else is either emotionally manipulative and abusive, just straight up shitty, or they're breaking like teaching ethics or something like that. It's just there are so many layers of wrongness to every single character that, again, I can't even be mad at. Like, it is just, I'm just astounded. Like, Landon is the one person that is morally simple. Like, there is nothing to him. And even then, he's got shit going around him enough to where you're like, I want to hear your perspective, buddy.
0: Okay, so Mike, let's get to the ever-important question. I really want to talk about this movie. Mike, if after was a drink, what would it be and why?
1: (laughs) See, okay. Okay. Where do you begin with a movie like after? That's the ever, like, ever sort of longing question, I guess. Because we have so many themes and so many people. And all of it's bad. None of it's good. But again, it's not it's not vomit-inducing. It just leaves you confused and questioned. So, I wanted my drink to reflect that. Now, what is now this movie is a romantic movie. It's got like that's its whole shtick. So, chemistry is really important between the two main characters. Okay. So, with romantic movies, I feel like they are always inherently wine of some kind. At their base, they are wine. There's development, you can pair it with certain. Other themes, just like you can pair romance with other genres, and it works really, really well. They, they, It all really can kind of tie everything together, or it can stand on its own and be really deep and interesting. But in bad wine, much like bad romance movies, they could leave you confused and a little grossed out. So grab yourself a Barefoot Merlot. Let's do four ounces. We have our two characters. We have bland female protagonist, number five, played by who who plays Tessa. She certainly is one of the one of the people ever. In she <laughs> is someone with no self-preservation. No, no, she is she's a-okay with being emotionally just abused by not only the people she's romantically interested in, but also by just people she considers to be her friends. She's she's mean to other people. And then she's astounded when people are mean back to her. It's She has got a lot going on and none of it's good. So grab yourself some bland Smirnoff vodka. Because Smirnoff, I like to think of as the like, I'm just getting into college, just getting into drinking. What's the go-to standard Smirnoff? Mm-hmm. When in reality, like everyone ditches Smirnoff after like two years into drinking. Mm-hmm. So, all right, two ounces of Smirnoff. Then we have main love interest man, Landon. Br- British Hardin. man.
0: Hardens, Harden, Hard- Hard- Hard. get your fucking facts right, Michael.
1: I, <laughs> I, I, I swear to God. No, you're after, you're after war, all- sir. <laughs> they're all I'm so sorry coach I'm so sorry <laughs> no they're also he's so terrible he's awful he's so creepy like he's such a genuinely creepy human being he violates personal space doesn't listen to it when people tell him no or ask him to do things that sane people would comply with he's just he just oversteps his boundaries he's manipulative and abusive and he just sucks Every which way up and down. So naturally you'd want to pick something vile and disgusting. But compared to this entire movie, compared to everyone else in this whole thing, he's also kind of just a bland person whose key trait is that he is so violently British. And they also... And before you sit there and go, that's a cop-out key trait you 're right, but also the storyline partially revolves around the fact that he is british mm-hmm. so so for that, grab yourself some grab yourself two ounces of English breakfast tea. <laughs> And you want that shit to be strong. I'm not talking one tea bag into a cup and you measure out two ounces. I'm talking three tea bags oh my God. into one, <laughs> one little eight ounce <laughs> cup. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to pour, pour that in. It's got to be weird, bitter. You don't like it, but it's there, supported. Okay. Now we have to have the other themes college. Her friends, and I'm using air quotes with the freaking friends term because they're evil. They're mm-hmm. evil. Oh people. yeah. Dude, they suck. So so okay. Take some orange juice, water it down with some orange juice because they're these inoffensive, they're they're these people who are just these walking caricatures of what a 50-year-old per 50-year-old slash 40-year-old person envisions millennials and zoomers to be like. And they're just, they're not good people. They don't gel with anyone else. And they don't even gel with each other. They're an odd addition and they're just mean. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all now we have our cocktail. And I want you to turn on your text to speech on your computer to where it reads out everything that's on the screen. And I want you to pull up various Huffington Post and Vox articles and just have it read it through out loud to you as you're drinking it. Because... It feels like a robot generative AI piece just picked together generic Zoomer millennial things and just slapped it all together on top of it in this weird coat of paint. And that's my cocktail.
0: You know, I would go. You said this wasn't going to be vomit inducing, but I would go and argue that no, this is, this could, this, you know, combining <laughs> wine, vodka, tea, watered down OJ, and the Huffington Post definitely I think, could make some people like, you know, throw up a little bit. Exactly.
1: You know what? No, no, now that you mentioned it, yeah, no, it is pretty gag inducing. You're like, oh, it's going to be very gross. But it's just this watery, just mess. Like, there's nothing to it.
0: And, you know, I actually agree. I went down a similar direction with mine going the wine direction, but I veered off in my own, in my own way. I, Mike, I like it. I don't okay. want to try it ever. Oh, <laughs> no. Absolutely not. <laughs> so let's see. You got bad romantics, shitty characters, and a boring story. What the fuck can we do with this? I'm going to start off with Tessa, actually. She'll be like our base. She's kind of like the you know the whole movie revolves around her. I'm going to say she is a wine seltzer. Like a barefoot Moscato flavored wine seltzer. Here's what you're gonna do: You're gonna open it up, you're gonna pour it into your glass, and you're just gonna leave it out. Let it get warm and flat. You know, get some of your girlfriend's hair in it. Maybe some dust and a fly gets in there. Leave it out until it's nice and just lukewarm. Next, Hardin Scott Bad Boy. Whereas, like you know, the normal Bad Boy vibes might be like you know a whiskey or a heavy beer of some kind. Hardin's Bad Boy isn't that he's not, you know, he's more so like, you know, Oh, my dad took away the yacht this weekend. And now I have to spend (sighs) it in, uh, Italy. And I don't fucking know. So, but he's, he's like that. So I'm going to say, add in two shots of expired. Mike's hard lemonade. (sighs) And now let's look at these friends. Like, again, like Mike said, quote unquote, friends that Tessa finds in college. I'm not going to go through them individually. They're not even worth it. So for those shitty friends that you made your freshman year at college that you never spoke to after your first semester, drop in one shot of Jaeger, but but not a Jaeger bomb. I want to make that abundantly clear. Just take a shot of Jaeger, pour it into your drink because you know, it's just, it's just not exciting. Next, we have our simp high school boyfriend, Toss in a two-second pour of flat Coke, because I feel like his story is supposed to be all, you know, good old-fashioned American boyfriend, you know, uh, you know, high school sweethearts, whatever. But he's also a simp that, you know, tells on his girlfriend when she's out partying a little too late. Lastly, tie the romantic thing together. Go into your refrigerator, and whatever almost expired fruit that you have in there, it could be strawberries, it could be Blueberries, it could be black, but just whatever fruit you have in your refrigerator that's about to expire or is on the is like currently expiring, take that shit, throw it into a blender, and take that and pour that into your drink. And lastly, because like I mentioned earlier, he was like the most normal character of this movie. Let's add in a garnish of pineapple for Landon because you know he he wasn't the worst. And that's my cocktail.
1: All right. Also vomit inducing. Also, maybe may need to go get some antibiotics because (laughs) I'm ingesting expired fruit. Lovely. Lovely. I like when we both I like we both went, oh, it's I'm gonna make something that's like bad, but not like horrible. And then we both describe something that's like bad. Like just really, really bad. (laughs) Listen,
0: listen. I specifically said Almost expired. Like, you know, it kind of has a bit of a sour taste. If you left it in there for like another day or two, it you'd probably go bad.
1: Exactly. You you just take a little nibble of that raspberry, and you're just like, ooh, how rain. It's it's a ooh, that's that's not how it's supposed
0: to taste. All right, so Mike, let us become afternators and let us dive headfirst into talking about after. Start in the woods. A woman walks through. We get a voiceover. There's moments in our lives that seem to define us. Moments we keep going back to. My life before him was so simple and decided. And now, after him, there's just after. Title card. Random shot of a dude's chest. Cut. Horrors of suburbia. Tessa is in her room. And we start on like uninteresting, just flat fucking lighting. And this woman just goes down to talk to her mom, who looks like maybe at most like 15 10 15 years older than she is yeah
1: it's it's the mom from it's the mom from mom and dad <laughs> is it really i'm dead. I, i'm i'm like i swear to god i'm like 90% sure all i know is that she looks like the girl who's in hellboy with ron perlman mm-hmm. and that is the same actress as the one in mom and dad so i'm drawn the two together
0: <laughs> yeah no uh, dude i didn't even fucking notice that bro oh, i should have fucking dude. <laughs> sorry i just i i went to selma blair's the actress i went to her uh, yeah. Wikipedia page and i scrolled down to filmography and it says 2017 mom and dad this film received positive reviews from the critics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what critic they're talking to. Yeah, they're talking to us. They're talking about us. We reviewed it and we were like, hell yeah.
0: So yeah, boom, there you go. Connection for, you know, this podcast. So yeah. Uh, t- so yeah, anyways, Tessa is getting ready to go off to college and some dude named Noah is also here. Travel <laughs> montage, complete with drone shots and pop music straight out of a Presbyterian church camp. <laughs> It's flash I forward.
1: Can, I I I before we flash forward, I Dude. love the Presbyterian pop music. <laughs> it is just the most like it's the most like I could already just hear like those those like youth pastors coming out just being like, What's up, gang? You guys ready, you guys ready to learn about the real the real pog lord? Or whatever just pick your really shitty buzzword that's like a year old.
0: Dude, I, I knew you had like Okay, let's stop here since we mentioned the music. <laughs> this is Presbyterian church camp music and like white girls thinking what sexy music is. Mike, you're the music guy. What did you think of the music in After? <laughs> so afters, after's music. So again,
1: this is definitely 40-year-old, 50-year-old person looking at like millennial Zoomer culture and going like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So. Essentially what they picked is upbeat indie electro, indie pop, electro pop. Mm -hmm. Essentially it's just like for, for, for any nerd out there, like passion pit, like pretty it's pretty, it's just passion pit, but like all, all different flavors of it. It's Mm -hmm. so stereotypical and inoffensive. You're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's pretty generic.
0: (laughs) That's, that's a great word to describe this movie. Generic. So go to her so in her future dorm, Tessa and her family, you know, already see her new roommate, Steph, and her friend Tristan. Everyone gets introduced and we see Steph is a bad girl and she's already a sophomore. She didn't want to get a freshman roommate, but Steph wants to be her spirit guide and get Tessa into all the bars. And you know, her and Tristan just fucking start talking about partying right in front of Tessa's mom, who just storms out. And Tessa goes after her, leaving Noah in the dorm just to like attempt to flirt
1: it's that's such a weird all right I don't know how things were with you in college Max but I feel like if my like like that's such an insane thing to do just sit there and be like oh we'll get you into so many places without a fake in front of their parents like yeah that's such a weird sort of energy to sit there and be like I'm a bad girl I don't give a fuck like like, you could at least not be an asshole like what are we 15 fucking respect Yeah, I'm like, like, you can be cool and chill and not be just mean. (laughs) Like, what the hell?
0: So we get a quick argument between Tessa and her mom and where uh, mom is like, listen, like, I, you know, I just want you to be safe. And, you know, that room smelled like weed. And Tessa's like, listen, mom, trust me. We go outside. Tessa's saying goodbye to her mom and does the whole and she does the whole I'm so proud of you thing. And Tessa says bye to Noah. They hug and then kiss. And I'm like, wait a second. And then we go back into the dorm and they, you know, uh, Tessa talks to Steph and it turns out we get through exposition that Noah is her boyfriend. Again,
1: up to this point, up to this point, I was fully like, great, dude, it's only like five minutes. So it isn't that much of an intense period of time. But like up to this point, I just see Noah and I go, oh, Noah's the Noah's the brother. I'm like, mm. oh, she's got an older brother. He's like, ah, good on you, champ. Way to go, squirt. Like, getting off into college or whatever. And then they kiss, and my <laughs> my brain was like, what the Alabama is going on here? <laughs> and then he's like, was that your boyfriend? And she's like, yeah, that's Noah. He's still a senior. And I'm like, one, he's a senior still. <laughs> Two their boyfriend okay that makes a lot more sense
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, also tess is a nerd who brought a shit ton of books to college but stepped in because she's a bad girl so <laughs> bad day,
1: girls and bad girls don't read
0: <laughs> bad girls can't read <laughs> bad girls are illiterate <laughs> So uh Tessa next day Tessa goes to her first day of class and outside the classroom her and this one other guy wait outside and they you know make small talk the professor comes and open the door they sit next to each other Tessa meets this guy Landon and they talk and you know they're trying to you know get to know each other she's an econ major he's an english major the professor comes in and just you know starts fucking teaching back to the dorm Tessa showers and accidentally gets her clothes wet in her dorm Tessa wrapped in a towel returns and there's a dude sitting on the bed and she's just startled (laughs) at this mysterious stranger and how he got in.
1: It's again, again. All right. All right. My co-host is, my co-host is doing the bit where it's like, Ooh, where the movie's like, Ooh, who could this guy be? When my head was like, was like, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't go. Who are you? Why are you here? You would go, "Oh my god. Oh <laughs> my god, leave. Leave. Get out. Get out. Get yeah, out." Sure be or, like,
0: "Get the fuck out of here right now." <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Or I'm going to scream bloody murder and everyone is going to come and curb stop you into oblivion. Like, but yeah, it just just Hopey is just posted up just nonchalantly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and he's just like, "Oh, I'm in the right room." And he's got keys to the room apparently. And Tess is like, "Look, can you like go into the hallway so I can get and he's just like hmm, don't flatter yourself i'm not looking isn't isn't he isn't he so cool and edgy and mysterious it's, and british
1: it's i love i love that the movie was like was like what an edgy bound bad boy he doesn't he doesn't respect boundaries what a bad boy he doesn't when someone asks him to be decent he just doesn't listen because he's a bad boy I'm like movie I don't think you understand what a bad boy a fucking criminal is like
0: listen like and you know Harden this guy this is okay let me let me actually get through this scene then maybe later I'll describe Harden Scott as a character but this guy knows Steph who by the way walks in looking like a stripper member of Team Rocket and you know Tess is (laughs) like oh can you tell your boyfriend to leave and Steph's like oh he's not my boyfriend who did you say you were
1: They're, they're dark timeline Jesse and James (laughs) <laughs> they're, like, they're like we're here to steal your molly and maybe your cat <laughs> i
0: was i was trying to think like i was trying to think of like things but like no yeah no this is this is pretty bad this is pretty bad yeah
1: it's yeah no this is pretty fucking bad like it's also my favorite is like this is like hey can you get him to leave and she's like why <laughs> she's like like I don't know, I don't know, lady. You look like you're you, you look like you're moonlighting at a different location. But like, <laughs> hey, maybe we just maybe we just not ask each other questions now.
0: Old Pikachu looking head ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna thunder shock just the whole building.
0: Uh, sorry. Okay. So Steph invites Tessa out, and this dude who's British is just like, oh, come party. And he also sees a book. He's like, oh. Great Gatsby. That's a good book. Hate to spoil it, but it was all a dream. And he goes to leave, but Tessa corrects him, and then he saunters off into the distance. And it's here where I want to stop and say, this guy is supposed to be our lead romantic dude. Mike I don't know if you know anybody that acts like this but if you act like this people will make fun of you you're not dark and mysterious you're just being a fucking tool it's like he's acting like he took pickup artistry lessons that he learned from an incel yes
1: yes it's like why is why is this why did this guy learn his like being a pickup artist like techniques from like And from, like, the incel community, Sasuke from Naruto, and, like, I don't know, like, a 1950... Like, a a person from the 1950s envisionment of what a bad guy is, which is essentially just a fucking greaser. Like, he dresses... (laughs) he dresses like a grazer who's listened to punk rock and he looks like an absolute fucking birthday clown in it. Like he doesn't look hardcore or anything like that. He he looks like a, he looks like a walking hot topic who listened to too much blink 182. Like
0: it's the worst. So we go to some hipster coffee shop where Tess is studying when she sees Harden from across the room and, you know, it's all mysterious. And he enters with his posse of Steph and some guy named Zed. And dude, yeah, the he's coolest name mysterious. ever. Dude, dude. Well, no, <laughs> it's, it's, he's based off of Zane Malik. Don't you get it? Mike? I,
1: I, I didn't, I did. I just love the name Zed. I'm like, what is he going to jacket of the matrix? Why is his name fucking Zed?
0: <laughs> okay. Back at school, Tessa studies in the library. Then Steph comes up and talks to her. Steph is like, Hey, we're going to a party tonight. And Tessa's like, you know what? Okay, Sure. <laughs> we have a try on clothes montage and then we go to it's, the frat house. Sorry, you got something to say? Before
1: Mike? we go to the frat house, before we go to the frat house, this is just a one aside that I really want to be known because Steph in this movie is arguably one of the worst people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there are people who are like factually worse than Steph, but in terms of just being mean to the main character, my God, Steph's like number fucking two. Like she, every conversation that Steph has with Tessa is just the like, well, you're a stupid fucking frumpy bitch. But since I agreed to your mom to like talk to, to like walk you around, you can, you're gonna come with me to this party. And Tessa's like, oh, I'm good, and she's like, I didn't know such a dumb frumpy bitch was living in this apartment you're like hey Steph maybe we can back it up a little bit I feel like we're being no, a little harsh no.
0: you know what Steph is doing though and we've talked about it on this podcast before she's older kidding Tessa she's like oh yes. I'm a sophomore and you're a freshman I know what I'm doing
1: yeah exactly she's older kidding t- fucking Tessa and you're like hey what the fuck are you doing it's kind of weird
0: okay we're at this frat house Tessa and Steph walk through, and Steph appears to know like everybody at this party. She fucking makes out with a girl in the kitchen. It's a college party. And Harden just sits with this girl, Molly, because he's a bad boy. And Steph comes over to this group and introduces Tessa. And Tessa meets Zed, Molly, Harden, Jace, who looks 35 and hangs out at a frat house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so awesome. So awesome. I'm like, I'm like, like I just saw everyone who was like, Hey, this is Zed. I'm like, stereotype Steph, I'm like, stereotype hard stereotype. Jason. Like, who is this? Did, did Joey Fatone from sync drop in? Who's this 30 year old man? This, this 30 year old DJ. What the fuck?
0: So, um, They all go around. Tessa's like, I don't drink. But everyone else is like, oh, who is she? And she falls in and Tessa falls into peer pressure by real easily taking a swig of vodka while Harden just fucking makes out with Molly. And then Molly's like, you know what? I want to play truth or dare like they're in fucking high school. And they go to Tessa first. Tessa picks truth. And they're like, oh, craziest place. She's had sex. But just by the look, people find out that she's a virgin. And then Jace, the 35 year old dares Tessa to make out with Harden, who just sternly looks, and he comes up and just holds eye contact, asks for consent, which, you know, it's, respect, you, you res- know what, respect. hey, hey, you
1: know what, <laughs> he did it, all right? He did it.
0: And uh, But Tessa says, I'm done playing this game, and storms off, and people are like, oh, shit, Harden just got his first rejection, yo. What's gonna happen? <laughs> so then outside the frat house, Tessa makes a phone call to Noah, her boyfriend. Noah is confused as to where he, where she's at, but she's at a party and Noah's mad because Tessa had one drink and starts fucking yelling at her. And we're like, bro, lighten up. She's in fucking That's- college. Oh my
1: God. Oh my God. Noah is, <laughs> Noah is such a baby. Like I'm not someone to like, I'm always very much a proponent of stick to your guns and all of that stuff. But if someone's having a drink, fucking lighten up a little bit. It's okay. She's not doing crack, all right? Like, it's fine. She's she's in college. Let her fucking drink. And Noah's like, I thought I knew you. I didn't. You. So you just drink now?
0: Is that your thing? I'm
1: like, damn, what is. You're being weird as hell right now, dog. <laughs> What's.
0: No one like I'll get into talking about him later. So Tesla goes back inside the party and looks in one of the rooms and sees a bunch of stuff like books, the Union Jack, a desk. And she just fucking waltzes on in and pulls out a copy of Wuthering Heights that has sticky notes in it. And then Harden enters, asks what she's doing. And, you know, he does some flirting. I think it, it's air quotes. It it, it it looks like he's really trying to give her the fuck me eyes. But it's like he's trying. It doesn't feel natural.
1: It's 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 all very. It's all obviously. It, it just feels like the the actor is trying to hem up mm-hmm. this like brooding, but like really like. I don't don't know maybe it was like a sensualness but like Mm -hmm. a pushy trying to like make it more like steamy but what it came off as was him just weirdly being pushy like it would just be like she'd just be like oh wow it's just weathering heights and, and he's like why would you walk away and he like takes four steps forward you're like oh okay bud what, is, what, the, what the hell are you doing
0: listen man personal space personal space you got remember <laughs> remember how you asked for consent earlier you got to do that again to get in her personal exactly. space. you're, like, you're, you're, like,
1: you're <laughs> like why don't you ask a little bit before you can take a step bud
0: <laughs> so we get a little a few pieces of information Harden apparently he doesn't drink but then quotes Wuthering Heights at Tessa Harden gets her name wrong he asks what she's doing in his his room Tessa is like oh this is your room and I'm like yeah no this is just some other British guy that has a Union Jack up in a frat house
1: yeah I love that I love the idea that she's walking into like Sigma Alpha Epsilon and she just sees a Union Jack hanging and she goes this could be any one of these frat, frat brothers. And you're like, I don't know if you've been in a fraternity house. I guess not yet, Tessa, but they're all pretty standard. And they don't involve the Union Jack.
0: No, nah, I think I think fraternities are more like the Confederate flag types.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're a little more of a Confederate flag and Johnny Rebel type band. But all right.
0: So they make tense eye contact. Harden asks if they're still playing truth or dare. Because, you know, she still owes her a dare owes him a dare and Tessa goes in to kiss but their lips don't touch and Tessa says I can't kiss you and that she needs to go go outside Tessa goes to leave but then stops to think about it but then continues to walk away from the frat house all while Harden just sits on the roof and watches her like like he's Batman or something sorry <laughs> he's
1: Christian why is he on the roof just staring at her?
0: No, he, he, Such listen, a- listen, he's just trying to be a little bit like Robert Pattinson. He's like, you know, okay, if he can recover from Twilight, maybe I can. Maybe I can be Batman. He's like, he goes, I am the dark.
1: <laughs> he's like on the top of the roof.
0: So uh we get a shot of Tessa walking down the side of the road, and you know, all while Noah's texting her, I'm disappointed in you. Your mom said you shouldn't oh be partying with that roommate. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, dude. Dude, what is this? Why like who is
1: this fucking walking dare program? All right, You're like, shut the hell up, Noah. Like it's like again, again, stick to your guns, but like, damn, this is. What the hell, man? Like, I can
0: I can understand if Noah maybe sent like a hey, let me know when you make it back safe. I love you, yada yada yada. I'd be like, okay, yeah, he's yeah. just being a concern. He's just being, you know, like a hey, I love you, I care about you, it's hope you have fun.
1: But now- if he's like. Or if he's concerned, which he fucking shouldn't be, but like, even if he is concerned, the idea of just (laughs) berating her in the midst of the process is a bit of a weird vibe to take when you're trying to talk someone off.
0: Like, it's such a weird vibe. Yeah, and he even texts her when she gets back to her room. He's like, I'm just doing what I think is best for you. Like, (laughs) fuck off, dude. Yeah, like, like, thanks, Dad.
1: (laughs) Like, I really fucking appreciate it.
0: So next, we go to Tessa in one of her classes. She sits down next to Landon, and uh, it's an English class. And they're talking about pride and prejudice. And then bad boy Harden Scott just sits down. <laughs> and the professor asks Harden some questions and he quotes some hashtag deep things all while wearing a, a Ramones t-shirt and, and it's, wearing black.
1: It's so oh like I just this dude's a walking tumbler post. Mm-hmm. This dude is a walking tumbler post. It is just, it's the most. <laughs> It's just the most surface level hashtag girly things that he just quotes, like because he just saw him on his like board, like what is his little Pinterest board or whatever. It's just the most surface level like like observations on Pride and Prejudice, <laughs>
0: and uh, but but it gets worse. Oh, it does. So then Tessa and Harden start arguing about like feminism and shit and start having a debate on pride and prejudice. And uh, yeah, the class just fucking goes on. But then after class, Harden tries to talk with Tessa and Tessa's like, nothing happened between us, okay? I have a boyfriend. And Harden's like, wait a second. I thought we were talking about Pride and Prejudice. I know, it I walks like, away.
1: I'm like, oh, go to hell! You were. He's literally doing the what? What's it called? Where you talk down to someone? Uh, it's uh oh, nagging when you're just like when you talk down to someone in an attempt to flirt with them. That's mm-hmm. literally what this dude is doing, but about Pride and Prejudice. She like because like Tesla's like, oh, I really thought like so and so was like a real like feminist it was really cool to see her take the stage and like really stand up for herself and Harden's like wrong it's not how it was wrong
0: (laughs) it's literally it was literally just the 2016 presidential debate
1: (laughs) it literally was it was hard wasn't doing anything except going "Mm -mm, nope that's not how it was says like she was a little bitch and you're like "Mm."
0: like what the hell (laughs) so yeah but then landon comes up and he says things apparently landon knows harden they're practically related. Landon's mom is dating Harden's dad and his father and Harden's dad apparently is the chancellor. The chancellor of what? <laughs> is that a weird fan fiction thing like the chancellor of the college? This is America. We don't have chancellors. We have just,
1: AR15s. I'm hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Race hell Praise Dale. No, it's it's just it, they dropped this little nugget like they're like, "Oh, like, Landon's like, I know he's practically my brother. And you're like, you're like, you're like, all right, Landon, um, you, Harden is, I don't see how you guys can be related from a variety of perspectives, but we'll just stick to nationalities. So you're American and he's super not. And also, you're black and he's white. I'm like, how are y'all related? And he goes, oh, yeah, Harden's dad's the chancellor. And I'm like, all right, that was a bit of a bombshell. What do you mean he's the chancellor? What is he? Why is he here? Shouldn't he be over overseas, being the chancellor? Wait, what is, why is he here?
0: So we go to a tattoo shop. Tessa watches Steph get a tattoo from Jace, and you know, there. You know, Tessa complains about her mom, and Noah's the only guy she's gone out with. So, yeah, cool. Back in her dorm, Tessa wakes up to see Steph and Tristan making out. It's lesbian stuff. I feel like this scene was literally only for the boyfriends who got dragged to see this movie in the theaters. Oh,
1: my God. It's it's like it is it is literally it feels like the movie created this. It, it's like they created this scene and they're like, this one's for this. They're like, yeah, this is. Necessary, (laughs) and you're like, okay, cool, sure, whatever. And then, yeah, exactly. It's just the lesbian scene, and it just doesn't stop. Like, if it was if it was something where it's like, oh, Tessa, Tessa isn't being respected by Steph, Mm -hmm. then you're like, okay, cool, we can have it. And it goes on for like five or ten seconds, and you see her turn and like put on headphones and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Disrespect. Cool. Got it. But it's just 30 seconds. Of just Tessa awkwardly sitting there is they're just hard making out. And you're like, what beer drinking Hooters going guy is this made for? Because this is weird.
0: <laughs> so we go to we go back to the coffee shop. Tessa orders some coffee, sees Harden, and Harden comes up and is like, listen, I can't stay away from you. We're gonna be seeing a lot of each other. So let's just let's just be friends. And then Tessa's like, they go back and forth, they hem, they haw. She's like, Oh, I think it's better if we keep our distance. But then she looks back and she's like Oh, you know what the hell? And Harden's like, "Hey, I know." She's and Harden's like, "Hey, I know a spot. You want to come with me?" And she's like, "You know what? Sure." Yeah, exactly. Harden goes, "You know what? I've been
1: nothing but creepy, weird, and I've talked down to you almost entirely the entire time we've known each other." But clean slate. Let's let's hear it. And she's like, she's like. Sure, clean slate it is. And he goes, "How about we go? How about you get into my car and we go to a secondary location <laughs> in the remote woods?" And she goes, "Yeah, that does sound like a great idea." Man, who's been mean to me the entire time he's known me? <laughs> I'm
0: like, I was just—I
1: thought I was on crazy pills.
0: Listen, man, you listen when the homie says he knows the spot. This this is one hundred one. <laughs> this, this is what they taught us at the academy day one.
1: Dog, dog, he's not sitting there holding out, holding out two blunts, going like you want it, and you're like he's not doing that. <laughs> like if he hold, if he if this man pulled out two swishers and was just like yo, you want to smoke? You just go oh yeah, you know a spot. <laughs> like then you follow him, but like <laughs> his man just went. This man just went, come with me to the woods. And he's like, okay.
0: So we go, so we get in Harden's car, which is, <laughs> I believe, is a 67 Chevy uh, Chevelle. And you know, they drive around, they go out into the woods, uh, takes her <laughs> to a lake, and it's a dock on the lake, and he offers a swim. So Harden takes off his shirt, shows off his tattoos, and then you know, takes off his pants and just dives into the water, tells her, you know, come in, and you know, you can wear my shirt if you want to. So she puts on his shirt. He get in the water, and they just float. And then they have more hashtag deep conversations. Like Tessa's saying, "Oh, who do you love most in the world?" And Harn's like, hm, "Easy, myself, fucking nerd."
1: <laughs> he's like a fifteen year old. He's like a fifteen year old. He's like, it's like I was half expecting like him to answer like if Tessa was like, "Oh, what are some three things you really value." and he's like ha pussy money and weed and you're like like it's it's just it's so baseline like there's no development no like him being coy it's all just him listing off like essentially shallow dude things
0: <laughs> shallow dude things new title of this podcast <laughs>
1: It we're going to turn, turn it into like the Fresh and Fit podcast where all we do is t- say demeaning things to people who don't look like us.
0: So, so, uh, Tess- so Harden asks about Tessa's boyfriend and she tells him he's in high school and, you know, oh, he's nice to her. And Harden's like, isn't that just another word for boring? can I show you something? And then tells her to hold her breath and holds her underwater. And they never resurface ever again. Jake. No, we're just, we're just kidding. They they resurface. And what did he want to show her? Silence. It's peaceful. And then they get close, make eye contact. Harden's like, I don't think we can ever just be friends. And then they make out, which makes Tessa a fucking cheater. Boo. Boo, boo, boo this, boo this person. Boo, boo, boo. boo.
1: she's officially unlikable. Boo.
0: Also, a uh, hardened kisses really weird. It's like it's like he's trying to eat her face. Like it's a really like it's a melting ice cream <laughs> cone, and he's trying to get all of it before it melts.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly, dog. Exactly. He's like, oh shit, the French vanilla's melting, and he starts like licking it up. It's it's the worst And it's just Again because it's a romance movie They're like we can't cut away now This is the tender moment And so they just hold on it And it's just this weird bad kiss Between two people who have zero chemistry And and one person's just been mean as hell To the other person the entire time
0: So they get out of the water Uh, Yeah They stand back to back Harden like caresses her panty line And is like oh have you never been touched before cool <laughs> cut next scene uh, at a restaurant <laughs> what a cut what a cut I no, no, I no, got no, no. Nothing. no it actually cuts that Tessa's saying well why'd you stop go into the restaurant eating burgers oh, and fries
1: say hi oh cut to the restaurant and they're eating burgers and fries normal normal boys that's that's my post that's my favorite like screw smoking a cigarette they're like all right all right.
0: You want to go hit up Denny's? Like
1: it's just
0: dude, dude, post coitus Denny's at like two a.m. Have you never given it a shot? (laughs) Like
1: you're like you're like you're just sitting there. You're sitting there sweating. You smell like sex, and you're just like, let me get a grand slam.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, we go to Waffle House for that shit. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's a Waffle House vibe. That's a Waffle House vibe if I've ever heard one.
0: So Tessa's like ask Har- ask you know like Harden you know oh well what's your story? But he dodges question. He's like I don't think asking people questions about the past will really tell you who they are and tess is like oh well I'm, cause Cause that's, that's, that's how it works. Wrong.
1: that's actually wrong but okay
0: but tess is like i'm waiting for you to reveal your true self to me why do you have all these romance novels if you don't believe in love and harn's like maybe you don't believe everything i say or whatever but then the party gets crashed by molly and zed and you know molly's asking questions about tess's boyfriend but then harden gets all fucking pissy and the other two are like hey what the fuck bro we were just asking her about her boyfriend and like y'all literally just interrupted them and molly's trying to you know play with harden's hair and be all flirtatious but then harden just sends shoes tessa away and be like hey go sit at the bar i'll be there in a second at the bar tessa is like hey harden are you embarrassed that they saw us together and, T- and you no know, she tessa's like look i'm gonna tell noah about us and harden's like well, what about us don't i don't i, d- I don't date and i'm like
1: my my, my my brother, my brother. Take it first. <laughs> Come Take it on. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you're just like, my brother, you cannot do that. You cannot, you cannot, we are not 15 no more. You cannot sit there and just have a tender moment on a dock where you skinny dip and tenderly kiss, according to this movie, and then just turn and just go, just go, that one and nothing, sweetie. You know, like, this, <laughs> this shit works, dog. What? And then also just him him doing the brooding, like he doesn't do brooding well or brooding standoffish well. Mm-hmm. He broods the way that Shadow the Hedgehog broods, where he just goes, "You don't get me," and then he walks away. You're like, you're like, that doesn't what? Hardened Scott is as edgy as the Game Cube. <laughs> he's, he's literally <laughs> Arden is literally just fucking <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog, and you cannot prove me otherwise. I'm totally telling
0: you. I want to stop real quick. I love the GameCube, best console ever, but listen, come on, come on, guys. You know that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, I, I, hey, I played the hell out of that game, but you cannot lie to me and tell me that that goofy-ass man is not the same level.
0: <laughs> okay, so... Tessa's like, yo, what the fuck? I cheated on my boyfriend. You can't give me the time of day. Fuck you. Here's your keys. I'm getting out of here. Back in her room, Tessa does her makeup to the sounds of a bad cover of Complicated by Avril Lavigne and then oh. looks at clothes, stares at herself in, her, in the mirror, removes makeup, and then fucking falls asleep. And then she has a dream about Harden, but you know, then wakes up next day outside her dorm. Tessa sees that fucking Noah surprised her and is visiting her. And he even brought her flowers and she's like, Oh, Hey, thank you. That's, that's so nice. Damn. It's,
1: it's I love it. Love it. Noah, just high school sip, Just being like, I showed up and brought you flowers. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> He's just he's just here it's not it's not story wise where she's like, oh my god, like Noah, uh, what's going on? It's just hard was an asshole and Noah's like surprise. I'm here <laughs> and you're like okay bud
0: sure man why don't you roll in okay now we cut to some party we're in a field in the forest tessa comes to party with her you know boyfriend zed steph and of course harden are there and harden just sits in the corner with his hood up wearing black and watches them in angst
1: (laughs) i could just hear i could just hear like lincoln park's numb
0: playing (laughs) no or or just no no here's what here's what i think is playing something in the way by nirvana but the batman cover (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Harden is such a fucking clown. Oh my god. So then um Molly walks by and sits with Zen. You know, they play a game of like suck and blow. And then they pat where they like have to put the put a card on their mouth, suck, and then what you guys fucking get it. So then Jace tries to, you know, drop the card as Tessa's coming to get it. But then Harden gets pissed and punches Jace because he's angry and wearing a hood and then walks away and it's just so fucking hot. But then back at her dorm, Tessa and Noah, they watch like a soccer game, and then but we can see that Tessa feels guilty. Noah ends up passing out, leaving Tessa awake, but her phone vibrates. It's a phone call from Landon, which I don't know if you noticed this, Mike but the area code from Landon's phone number was seven seven zero, which is Atlanta. Shout out to motherfucking Atlanta. God, yeah, no, they're in,
1: they're literally in Atlanta, which is hysterical. Even more, I'm like, I just I got. I'm at a loss now. I'm like, I'm like, damn, this is happening next to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, next to Magic City and shit. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know they were going to fucking Emory. Yeah, exactly. Dude, yeah. Nuts. This is it's going to it's going to apply to like 0.1% of the fucking listeners. But like this is the most this is the most Ener- emery energy I've ever seen in a movie.
0: So, um then Tessa like takes her bike towards a house. In the house, Tessa sees that it's a wreck and Landon's like cleaning some shit up. Turns out Harden was ranting about his father and Tessa, but Harden won't talk to Landon, but he might talk to Tessa. And then we go out by their pool. Harden sits in angst. And then Tessa comes by and is like, look, I'm worried about you. Harden, you know, just like roasts her boyfriend. Also, Harden has been drinking. And he's celebrating the fact that his dad is getting married. But his mom is left to live in a dump in London. So not doing too good. So Harden drops a glass liquor bottle. And it breaks on purpose. And uh, Tessa tries to clean it up. But ends up accidentally cutting her hand. But then Harden tries to help her clean her hand. So it's all, you know, sensual, then, you know, talking and Harden cleaning her hand. Tessa's like, if you don't date, that's how you feel. And Harden's like, I don't think that's how I feel anymore. I'm a mess. But Tessa's also a mess. Soft music plays. They start oh, doing some more disgusting making out. Things escalate to neck biting, eating her belly button lint and getting eaten out. Like, I don't fucking know.
1: <laughs> I just I just like I just love that like <laughs> the idea that they're in the middle of this sensual sex scene. And like he's kissing her belly button and like he just go. Pah, pah, pah. <laughs> and he just like spits out belly button lint. He's like, oh my God. What do you mean? I haven't cleaned this out in a few weeks? God damn.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then they do some post third base cuddling. But then the next day, Tessa wakes up and she's like, oh fuck, I overslept. She goes back to her dorm. Noah's waiting outside, got seven missed calls from him. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. A friend needed my help. And then that friend reveals himself and Harden is standing nearby. And Noah sees this, puts two and two together. He's like he oh, got I, cooked. Dude, no, dude, Noah, Noah the cuck, Noah the simp, just fucking gets in his car and drives off while Harden just fucking stands there doing nothing.
1: Damn. Damn. I like again, Shadow the Hedgehog just comes dipping out of the tree, and he's just like, he's just like, sorry, I've been banging your girl, dog. <laughs> and then of course, Noah is just like was like, oh my god, i thought I trusted you. And then he just drives off. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I, it's, I yeah, that feels like a pretty appropriate response, all things considered. Yeah, you know what? You you tear up, get in the car, drive off. You're like, no, yeah, that feels right, but damn, Noah yeah. got cooked.
0: <laughs> yeah. So later, uh, Tessa gets a well, first she tells her roommate, like, oh, me and Noah broke up, but then she gets a message from her mom saying, like, oh, call me. You know, it's a montage of Tessa walking through life just feeling sorry for herself. Go to the frat house. Tessa goes to talk to Harden on the roof, more Batman shit and Shadow the Hedgehog shit. (laughs) And then Tessa fucking trauma dumps. Her dad left when she was 10 because, you know, of course he did. She didn't have anything and her mom couldn't cope. Noah was there to help. And, you know, Harden tries to give comfort by saying, you know, oh, it's not your fault, but, you know, it, it fucking clearly is. But, you know, She's like, well, Noah was my best friend, but Harden, you're you're so much more. And I'm like, my dog. You just met this man. You are like I just, week two of college of your first semester.
1: This is still some again, again. I never, th- I never thought I would see the day where I'd be saying this, but man, this is some teenager shit. Yeah, just sitting there, just two weeks into college, and it's just like you're the only person I've ever considered myself to be this close to <laughs> you like huh you're like what you're like this is this brooding like abercrombie and fitch model is your is the fucking is the guy all right cool cool great <laughs> glad we're glad we're working with a full set of tools
0: now go to the library Tessa, like, she's packing up her stuff, and then Harden appears and tells her, like, hey, hide. So while the library is closing, they hide, and then they cuddle while surrounded by books as Harden reads a book aloud to her. Then the security team catches them, and Harden and Tessa have to run off while giggling and being chased, by, uh, chased to the sound of knockoff imagined dragons. And we get a montage of them going on dates and shit. It's literally, like, two shots, and then, boom, astronomy class. Just fucking, like, Harden comes in, crashes the class, and sits behind tessa and whispers sweet nothings to her but then in her dorm harden writes in his notebook and and tessa wants to see but you know he's like oh you can't see it she tries to take it from him but you know they kiss instead she removes his shirt more making out more touching the tattoos you know i really wonder what's in that book what
1: what could it be what could it be i feel like every person who's looking at it or is looking at the book can probably piece together what the fuck is in it but all right sure (laughs) What is it?
0: <laughs> Door opens up and interrupts them. It's her mom who just has a fucking key to the dorm and doesn't know how to knock. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you're you're going to the fucking retirement home to go stay with Nick Cage.
1: It's, it's, hey, uh, again, uh, I gotta say, it's <laughs> don't. You can't walk in on a teenager without knocking and then be surprised when the teenager is not doing what you expect the teenager to be doing. Like, that is, you are asking to walk into trouble. Like, like, come on.
0: So then, mom starts giving a lecture. She's like, "Oh, Noah told me about him." And Tessa goes out to talk to mom. And then the dorm lobby, mom lectures. She tells <laughs> Tessa, "You know, you're gonna break up with this boy." But Tessa stands her ground. She's like, "You know how you know how hard it is trying to be perfect for you." More arguing. She, uh, Tessa wants they, to live her life. It's they have a whole they have a whole
1: episode of Mori Povich out in the middle of the. Fucking dorm like made lobby as people are like waking up to go to their like 8 AM's Like it's just you never respected me. You always controlled me. <laughs> it's like I was half expecting just to just to just to see a crowd of people just quietly go,
0: Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Listen, you Mike, you know if me and you were there, we would just be sitting there just watching <laughs> it. Like just I'm not <laughs> even <laughs> trying to hide it. We're just watching it. Like what the fuck Absolutely. y'all gonna do? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely just sit there just sit there and quietly like like just quietly toss like toss like a folding chair and a twisted tee and just be, just be like go for it
0: <laughs> so okay mom storms off if she leaves Tessa will be cut off and mom is like listen harden is going to break your heart mom storms off and then on campus she goes uh, Tessa goes to talk to Landon you know who is concerned he knows that harden's complicated and you know he's like yo <sighs> good luck but then they go to the coffee, but then Tess is at the coffee shop. Harden drives up and is like, hey, come with me. He takes her to some apartment, and it's a friend of his dad's apartment. It's like some professor who's off in Italy. And Harden is supposed to be house sitting, but I guess they're gonna make it their like little sex dungeon for the weekend <laughs> or fucking longer. Cause like this professor never comes back.
1: Yeah, it's just it's that's my favorite. Just harden just turns to her and goes. He goes, yeah, pulled some strings. This professor's out. We can live here for a little bit. And she's like, really? And I'm looking around at this place. And this is not like a little like rinky dink shack or like like a small one-two bed that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we'll make do with. This is a multi-million dollar industrial fucking flat.
0: This and it is <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. This is in the rich part of town where everyone's like everyone's super snooty. And, yeah, the professor just doesn't return. It's like, I don't know if they got killed by the like the mob, but, yeah, they're just,
0: Harden fucking took care of that. You guys can't see, but I'm sliding my neck right now.
1: (laughs) You just, the reason, the reason why it doesn't ever, they don't ever show a picture of the bathroom is because like he went full Jeffrey Dahmer and
0: like stuffed the guy into like a barrel filled with like hydrofluoric acid. So uh, Tessa thinks about it and she's like, you know what? Sure. Yeah. I think I'd really like that. And we get a montage of them living together and, Let me tell you, having pillow fights, eating fortune cookies, driving and touching grass, going to the aquarium and getting stung by jellyfish, taking pictures of your dad, going to the mosque, skeet shooting, riding ATVs through a thunderstorm, and doing kickflips. Some of that actually happened. I'm going to leave that for y'all to decide. So, they, you know, have a deep conversation. (laughs) tessa has got strong feelings for Harden. Wedding. No, not not their wedding. Just another wedding. I just wanted to make that clear. So, it's the day that Landon and Harden's parents are going to be getting married. So Tessa and Harden walk in. They go stand by the wedding cake to go meet Landon's mom, Karen. Which <laughs> Mike, why don't you describe Karen?
1: Landon is black and Karen is white and it's I it's it's just <laughs> I don't I like, there's nothing, nothing really past it. <laughs> I was just, just like, there's the,
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Exactly. It's, it's and again, and again, Lynn, Lynn, it could be mixed. Like, absolutely. But it's mm-hmm. just like, there's, there's just, again, as the audience member, you just see like, Oh, this is my mother. And a white woman comes in. You're like, like you get discombobulated for a split second before you keep moving, but, but sure, we're like, all right, like, I'm like, all right, Landon, I'll play ball, sure. And then, but the thing that's more heinous to me, I feel like, is Harden's dad shows up,
0: the chancellor,
1: the chancellor who is English. And I don't know if this guy actually was English or is English, but the guy spoke like he had been living in the good old U.S. of A. for a hot minute, baby. Like, yeah, he. I just like he wasn't. Now, great, I didn't expect him to go like, oh, tea and crumpets in it. Like, I didn't expect him to be bad, but like, this guy was not even. It wasn't even like he wasn't doing anything with his R's or anything like that. He was quite literally just, just oh this is this is my dad and he goes how are you son like whoa, all right you're like like, oh now i'm double confused what the fuck is this family dynamic
0: so well we go uh out to the like this pool area where ken the chancellor taps his glass and gives a speech to karen and his two brilliant sons and harden isn't happy because he says his father was a drunk but at least he's trying Harden and Tessa bond over their shitty parents and Harden says, you know, this doesn't change what happened. But then Harden describes one night when I was eight, my dad was drunk at the pub. He messed with the wrong guys. They came back to his house, but he wasn't there. And the guys found my mom instead. I tried to fight them off, but I couldn't. And that's my dad. And I'm like, damn. Sounds like a piece of fucking work.
1: Yeah. 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 I was like, I heard that. And I was like, I was like, damn, shitty dad. Damn.
0: Damn, that sucks, bro.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a, just paid to the freaking gif of Zuko from Avatar, just going, that's
0: rough, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so the dad comes over and asks Harden about the passages that he used to recite as a kid, but Tessa interrupts and asks Harden to dance. We get slow-mo dancing on top of a clear dance floor over a pool, which is very dangerous. Then they go back to their apartment, I'm using quotation marks here, and Tessa and Harden aggressively fucking make out, it's happening. They take off their clothes and have PG-13 sex. And Harden, again, does ask for consent and says, like, are you sure? You know, good for him again. All right. At
1: least at least Harden's hitting the baseline. I got to say, of all the <laughs> shittiness that is Harden, of all the Shadow the Hedgehog hot topic, I hate my dad-ness, at least he's hitting the baseline for being a decent human being.
0: <laughs> so next day, the two, like, sit in a bathtub and it's in the middle of the living room for some reason cool sexy (laughs) romantic thing
1: it's
0: (laughs) it's like it's not like it's like close to the like
1: window that opens up and it's like a open air bathtub sort of thing Mm -hmm. it's like the tv's to the left and the bathtub's to the right sort of deal this apartment makes
0: no sense
1: It, it, it's like it's like one of those apartments that you built in the sims where you're like oh my son, like i'm gonna put the bathtub right next to the tv because i want my sim to be happy while also bathing
0: so okay uh next day after class tessa goes you know to the bathroom but molly is walking behind her and she glares and tessa and molly talk in the bathroom molly's like you know oh, how's your how's your boyfriend but, you know, she can tell that Tessa's moved on. Molly asks, you know, how Harden is and, you know, that him and Tessa have been hanging out back at the apartment. Tessa's reading. She hears a phone call and she goes over to look at Harden's phone. And it's Molly sending like all these like, did you tell her yet? Miss you, hard emoji. And Tessa confronts Harden and is like, um, hey, what the fuck is this? But then Harden tries to, you know, just leave and brush it off. Then asks Tessa, like, listen, trust me. Then storms out. And she's like, uh, what the fuck? is going on. I can you're probably wondering how I can tell she's not happy is because she sits by the window at her apartment looking out at the rain. <laughs> I, I don't know how clear how much clearer we could make this for you. It's
1: it's it's <laughs> You can't, she just, eh, (laughs) the fact that the way that they're like, they're like, she doesn't like this is having her like look longingly out (laughs) of the rain, at the rain. I just was half expecting to hear the start to stand where it's, my tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why. (laughs) Like, just, just, like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm just half expecting that to happen.
0: Like, it's just so, it's just, I'm like, oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> so then Tessa waits at the apartment, not hearing anything, but but she gets a text from Jace, you remember him, uh, saying like, hey, I can tell you where Harden is. So she goes outside of a video store, because those were still a thing in 2019, to meet Jace Hell in Harden's car, who just has it for some fucking reason, who tells like, hey, Harden's at Blind Bobby's. The restaurant, we go to Blind Bobby's and Tessa sees Molly, Zed, and Steph. Tessa's not happy. Steph is like, Oh my God, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How's it going? And you know, <laughs> and then Jace comes up with Harden and Harden's just like feeling so awkward. He's not happy. The friends didn't know that they moved in together and Jason you know, like fist bumps Molly and we're like, Oh, there's a conspiracy here. And Tessa confronts Harden like, hey, what's what's been going on? Harden says like, look, nothing. The text Molly sent meant nothing. Something's been going on, but it's not what Tessa thinks. Harden offers to explain himself, but Molly brings up truth or dare again. She shows a clip of truth or dare and Harden says, you don't think I can make her fall in love with me? And then I'll just fucking turn it off, which admittedly is a very shitty thing to do. And I also which, have a question, who the fuck was filming that? Nobody was filming it's, in that scene.
1: It's, no one was filming in that scene. But also, I have to ask a base level question of who the hell would offer that as a dare, in truth or dare, if someone, if someone turned and went, I'll make her fall in love with me, dare me, and then I'll just turn it off. Like it's one. I wouldn't respond with you're on, buddy. Like I wouldn't sit there and be like be like yeah, go for it. I'd have been like, oh, you're really weird. Like,
0: I was like you're a weirdo.
1: Yeah, I'd have been like, that's weird and kind of deranged. Like, like what the hell are you on, you man, baby? <laughs>
0: So yeah, Molly says it was all a game. Tessa is shocked and Harden says, but it was before everything and before I got to know you. So it's true. And... All of Tessa's friends even knew it was happening. Those are some really shitty friends, isn't that right? Cross country team back in. Co- I'm, sorry, sorry, sorry. Give me a second. Me a second. Uh, after, just, after, after just, hey, calm down. No, they didn't.
1: They didn't get everything in the divorce. Sorry. After triggered me. After. After triggered me. It's okay. They didn't, it's okay, they, it's they okay. They didn't get everything in the divorce. Happy place.
0: Happy place. Happy place. They didn't get everything.
1: You. Didn't get everything. You signed. Hey. 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 You. You didn't. You didn't know you needed to sign a prenup. It's okay. You didn't know you needed to sign a prenup. Okay.
0: Okay, sorry about that. Sorry about that little, little meltdown there, guys. It's just... It's, some, some issues are the still divorce, sensitive.
1: The divorce, the divorce
0: really got to max listeners. This is really tough. So so outside the restaurant, uh, Tessa, <laughs> Tessa and Harden, they argue. Tessa thinks that, like, no, none of this was real. Harden says it was all before. And, you know, they're pretty much both fucking liars. So Tessa runs off in the rain while some emotional music plays, and she's walking through a fucking downpour while Harden just walks <laughs> Just her walk away.
1: It's monsoon season, and she's like, "I'll walk home." <laughs> and she's like, just marching down the street. Yeah, and Hards just like Hards like just just watching instead of trying to stop or do anything. I think he's just he's just watching like a like a puppy dog watching watching his like owners leave.
0: <laughs> so then we cut to a bus driving down a street at night, which I was also. They did an exterior shot and I saw a fucking Marta bus sign like on the side of the road. And I'm like, yeah, this is Atlanta. I knew it. <laughs> you're, like, I'm, you're like, I do I know that ratchet ass bus anywhere. So the next day, Tessa walks down the street up to her mom's house and goes in, gives her mom a big old hug. Now inside, she sits with her mom. and You know, Tessa's sad. Mom wants to help. Tessa apologizes. And the mom also apologizes. Now they love each other and it's all good again. We Go to a high school football field and track. Tessa sits down with Noah, who surprisingly is willing to talk to her. Noah's like, hey, why are you back? Tessa needed to come home. She apologizes. She never meant to hurt him. And Noah's like, oh, I know. And she apologizes. Everything seems good between them. Never forget Noah. Noah had it rough, man. Noah
1: did have it rough. Justice for Noah, man. I just like the... I'm just thinking of a weird, weird alternate timeline where Tessa just comes back to Noah and is just like, I'm really sorry. That was really shitty of me. And Noah's like, actually, no, you opened up my eyes. I'm actually really like, we really gotten into that sort of lifestyle now. It's really, have you heard of swinging?"
0: She's like, oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. Wait, Mike. So are you telling me you're going to write fan fiction? About the One Direction Fan Fiction.
1: The Messed Up at Midnight podcast will draft a novel uh, fan fiction about after.
0: (laughs) Hear us now. If we get... If we get how many downloads on this episode, by yeah. no, none, we'll, we'll none, pull, we'll none get to AI, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I'll, I'll do that. I'm willing to do that.
1: <laughs> like I'm not willing to write it, but I'll do it.
0: So uh, back at her dorm, Tessa sits on her laptop. She's sending an email to a publishing company. She's considering changing to an English major and applying for an internship. More Presbyterian Church camp, coffee house, music at the frat house. Harden sits in angst listening to his music. He looks up and sees Wuthering Heights. And we just cut between Harden and Tessa, who is, you know, getting coffee, ignoring her previous friends. In the library, it looks like Tessa's looking at her phone. Her internship opportunity is moving forward. And she goes to the publishing company to apply to, you know, do the interview. And then in fr- in the frat house, Harden is Batman in the English class. Tessa is <laughs> packing up her things. She's the last student in class. And Professor calls out to her. Professor gives Tessa Harden's paper, you know, it was actually written for her. So outside.
1: Which again, again, really weird, deep thing to have a professor go. Just just I feel like break the rules just blatantly with with doing this. But also, Harden really gambled with writing it for his English professor and then just giving a really thinly veiled, like, this is actually for Tessa. And I'm really just betting the whole frickin', like, betting my life savings, all my chips, that she's going to give it to you. <laughs> like, that's just a weird, intricately developed string when he could have just written her a letter. <laughs>
0: So outside, she sits with Landon, um, and then she begins to read it. Also, the paper apparently came with pictures of where Hardin took her. I really had no idea you could do that in English class, but I'm going to move past it. Sure. So she begins to read Hardin's paper, and it goes a little something like this. I've read hundreds of novels in my life, most of them claiming that love was at the center of the universe, that it was what we needed to survive. From Darcy to Heathcliff, I thought they were fools, that love was something fictional. <laughs> But that has all changed since I met my Elizabeth Bennett. I never thought I'd find myself consumed by another. Hers and mine are the same. Please forgive me. You asked what I love most in the world. It's you. Something in the
1: way. <laughs> I I gotta say, normally yeah, that's that's kind of stupid and cheesy, but like. I just when you said Darcy like Darcy and Heathcliff, I just thought of the Garfield knockoff, <laughs> Heathcliff. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think of Think of the novel character Darcy from from fucking whatever book, and then Heathcliff, the orange cat. <laughs> just,
0: just. No, listen, Harden. That, that thing, that thing that he's writing in that notebook, it's actually just a Heathcliff meets Garfield fan fiction. <laughs> oh my god, it's like it's like a super graphic fan fiction
1: on Garfield and Heathcliff meeting. <laughs>
0: And yeah, so we cut to that special spot. Tessa sits on the dock. Then Harden walks up to join her. The two sit down. And then the movie ends. That's fucking it. Sweet Christmas Day. It's finally over. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (sighs) Absolutely. Oh my god, dude. I've never read fan fiction. But even I could tell you that this movie was just fucking chock full of stereotypes. Like mysterious, mysterious bad boy, Hardin simp boyfriend, the guy she should have ended up with Landon, the bitch, Molly, the weirdo, Jace Zed was there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just, it's, and, and the, my, the thing that really teed me off to where it was like fan fiction, the thing that mm. made me go like, Oh my God, this was fan fiction was Not only was it Harden just being the mobile stereotype, I can fix him, that he was, but also the main character is so bland, Mm -hmm. milk toast nothing, who goes along with everything. That is the most fan fiction-y thing I can think of. Where it's it's just...
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Because I was going to say, with fan fiction, I asked, like, it's... With, I guess with fan fiction, you want to, like, be able to slot yourself in there, but, like, with mm-hmm. a movie, that doesn't fucking work, and you just end up, like, with Kristen Stewart in Twilight Syndrome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's when you don't have a character with enough of a personal voice for you to sort of logically go, I would make those choices, too. Mm-hmm you then you have a character you can slot yourself into. Like there are plenty of those, there are plenty of those like movies. Like they, like that's where the fucking, he's literally me joke comes in. Cause you could, cause they write the character well enough that you could, that every incel on this side, on this side of the internet can just go, can just go, yeah, that's me, man. That's literally just me. It's, they're trying to do the same thing with this, mm-hmm. but it's so lazy And she's just so bland. She's literally just Kristen Seward's character.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to compare this movie to a movie that we've covered, think like The Roommate, but more boring, less killing, and just more of a drag, honestly. And like, I, if you were to pair this with a movie that we've covered for your drinking marathon, I'd say maybe pair it with like The Roommate or GLE, depending if you want to go the bland college girl movie marathon or like a romance movie marathon. And Mike, as far as where to put this in your marathon, where would you put it?
1: I have to say it's like, see, the thing is, I feel like this is a number two movie because there's not enough action or pretty lights and colors for it to be a number three in my eyes. I feel like Mm -hmm. number three movies it's at least got to be visually something like it's it's reduced past everything and is now just visual stimuli from Mm -hmm. three onwards so it's like but it's not if i'm sober like like in a movie one i'm pissed
0: Mm -hmm. so i'm like maybe it's a number two i was like honestly say this was like a movie zero where it's like a movie you have on in the background while everyone's like getting situated maybe some drinking games are going on before like you oh, actually start yeah. your movie marathon
1: yeah honestly that, yeah that may work that may work like <laughs> you have this as a sort of like taste or while everyone's talking and getting situated mm-hmm. and then someone just turns and goes like it was like oh what do you have playing and you're like ah, it's just some movie it's <laughs> it's not good And they're like oh okay and they just like keep talking
0: <laughs> now mike but before we get out of here, once again, first of all, thank you so much for tuning into the Mess Up at Midnight podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. I have to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I haven't been totally honest with you about oh, this no. movie. I have withheld the fact that after doesn't stop here. After is actually the first in a franchise, and there are three sequels with a fourth one coming out on September 13th of this year. And Mike, I bring this up to you at the very end of this podcast to ask you, Michael, do you want to go down the rabbit hole? Because I did the math, and we can cover every single after movie. Then exactly one week after the release of the new one, we can talk about it. Mike. Do you want to go down the after rabbit hole with me?
1: I, I, you've, 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 you've created such a sell and such a pitch. You know what? Sure. At this point, sure. This is such a deranged movie and it's so fascinating in the most
0: morbid way possible. So, you know what? Sure. Why the absolute fucking hell not? So that means, Mike, we're going to cover, and these are the, these are the sequel names. I'm not making this up. After we collided, after we fell, after ever happy, and the new one coming out is after everything. Objectively, after ever happy is the dumbest fucking movie title out of any of them.
1: The the other ones, I'm like, I'm like, it's stupid and cheesy, but you know, whatever. It's like Nicholas Sparks levels of like, ah, what, sure. after happy ever or what after After ever ever happy happy. yep Mm -hmm. oh my god it's like oh
0: jesus christ (laughs) oh this is gonna be a tough one and mike let me tell you something i am so glad you decided to go down the rabbit hole because i have something else to tell you oh no there's more (laughs) no i've already seen all the after sequels I know where this series is going. What? You don't. And that brings me so much joy. What? You, you're. I don't don't know if you understand, Mike. After I watched the first one, I was like, what the fuck was this? And I found out there was a sequel. I watched after on Sunday and then the sequel immediately after. And then after we fell on Monday and then after ever happy on Tuesday, and we're recording on Wednesday. I watched. I set time aside, Mike. I told my girlfriend. I was like, Babe, listen, I can't hang out tonight. I got to watch the next after movie.
1: You're like, I. You're like, I love you dearly. Like, no, I. I must know what happens. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you're, you're, you're sick. You're sick in the head, man. Yeah. No, no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, this is gonna be.
0: Oh, this is gonna be a whirlwind. Okay. And- I'm so I'm so looking forward to this you have no idea (laughs) oh no oh like I said guys that does it for this episode tune in next week when we talk about after we collided here on the mess up at midnight podcast and uh that's about all I gotta say Mike do you have anything you want to add
1: I'm scared to <laughs> tune in next time. I want you to come commis- I Listeners. I've my coast is no longer relevant. All right. He's he's <laughs> up in the corner. It's I'm, I'm it's it's you and be listeners. So, come on. Join join us next time. We gotta I need someone to suffer with.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you all next week. See you next week, everybody.